Choa, I have a question for you today. And that question is, how have you handled administration changes? We are about to go through one. And this is, we're recording this where the news is out, right? It's happening. She's, our principal's retiring. So there's no secret. We're not outing anyone. As of recording this, we don't technically know who the new principal is. We have ideas, but we don't, no official announcement. But how is this, uh, in your experience, how has this gone? I, I've sh- I think I've shared mine in many places, but I don't know if we've ever really talked about your different experiences with different admins and just that shift that happens and kind of everything in between. So well, give us a little insight for anyone that may be in a similar situation. It's about to be summer. Think everything's changing for everyone. How has your experience with this been and uh, what's your general thoughts about it? Well, change is always frightening. So you have to either run from it or embrace it. And I guess since I've been in our district for a long time, I was never one to embrace going out to another district too much. I have worked in another district, but I've always enjoyed the people where we're at. So I've just pretty much stayed. So, But this is my, we, we also got a new superintendent last year, right? And so she's been watching. So I'm expecting not just a change for our, school, but I'm expecting a change. You know, they, they seem to like, they, they like to watch and see what's going on, see who works well together, who can they work well with, who's going to jump on board, who's going to resist, and then movement begins. And I think that's where we're at right now. We're having a lot of movement. So, uh, but this is my fifth superintendent that I've worked for. And that changes everything. And then I can't tell you how many principals. I've worked for a ton of different principals. <laughs> how do I handle it? I pay attention to uh, to really what they want. And I listen to what their mission and their vision is. And I try to reflect upon what I do and see how I can fit in with that. And sometimes I have left because I'm like, no, I can't. I'm not going to be able to do this for much longer. So I need to find someone else I can work under, which um, I've never like not been able to work for anybody. But, you know, sometimes it's you blend better with somebody than than someone else. And so it's a lot easier when you really fall in line naturally with the people that you know, you're working for, working under, because there's nothing worse than for their philosophy to be completely different than yours, and you feel trapped. So um, now that I have 35 years under my belt, it's pretty much, I go where I want to. (laughs) So that's how I ended up with you. It's because I'm like, well, why not? So now, but I, I come over here with you. That was a change. And now I'm having another change. So you're looking at three changes or in the last five years, four changes, maybe a lot of change in the last four or five years. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. It just, it's, it's, it's inevitable. You know, this is my, this would be my fifth principal at this campus out of eight years. 
So we will see what happens. I'm sure we'll be sharing stories about all the things that go down, ladies and gentlemen. But this is Cry mm-hmm. the Draft. This is Pedro Ochoa. I'm Jacob Chastain. We are two English teachers down here in the state of Texas. And what's unique about this episode is that some of y'all are actually seeing the video right now, which is kind of fun, uh, doing an extra video because today we are talking about uh, an actual lesson in craft and draft. We're going to be diving into what it looks like. Pam Ochoa is going to be walking us through one of her lessons uh, that she has done. We have some pictures, some images and whatnot of actual craft books in action. Uh, So we're recording today to have that. And if you want access to this video, one, if you're listening to on the audio feed, you can just listen to it and enjoy it and have that. And you won't really have the visual, but we'll try to articulate as best we can. But if you want the video experience, you can go over there to Patreon and support us where this video archive will exist for everyone that supports us over there, just like Courtney, Rebecca, Sarah, Amy, Mark, Leah, Brandy, and Alicia do. They will be getting access uh, to the podcast video version uh, and all future other things. Other things on Patreon, we have extra episodes. Uh, we're about to drop another extra episode all about test prep, which hopefully uh, you all are excited for. You know, we're in that testing situation and that testing season, so we got to bring that. But that'll be another bonus episode. And then obviously, we get to answer their questions first. That's all. And there's so much more over there on Patreon. So go over there, check us out, uh, support us if you are a diehard listener. If you don't have any money to pass our way over there on Patreon, then you can check us out just on free feeds over here on the podcast app of your choice. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and leave a review if you enjoy it. But let's jump to the lesson now. I'm going to try not to mess this up, Miss Ochoa, but we have your lesson here. We're going to do a little presentation, so to speak. Okay. And we're going to we're going to rock and roll. I'm going to see if I can get to share my screen mid recording. I bet I can. Look at this. We're going to click this button. Then we're going to click this button. O M G. We are here. I think last time what I did is I hit the button that made you only appear in the corner. Mm-hmm. And that's why in our crafted draft demo video, I think it's just you. I'm going to try to make it to where uh, yeah. you can see everything from everyone. But this is we're going to we're going to jump in here right now. So we're going to I'm going to kind of let you lead the way and talk us through this. And I'm going to play listener and thinker and see if we can uh, get some people some some help of an example and all that stuff. So I will hit. The slideshow button. You let me know when we need to go forward because you kind of put this together. You're leading the charge on this one. So let's uh, All right. let's begin, Miss Ochoa. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to, uh, you know, you were sharing and you have your mouse. So I was yeah. busy, like, moving my mouse, trying to get it to move. And uh, so anyway, I, I don't have control. So it's up to you, Jake, if you're in the driver's seat. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> All right. Well, first of all, I, I'm really doing two two lessons uh, because I want to take it all the way through because this is craft and draft. So I want to, I want to kind of share how I've used uh, the whole process, if you will. Uh, So, but hopefully not take, you know, as long as the process took, because it was a several, several days, obviously to uh, do everything. But um, 
but what, what we're going to do is we're going to look at analyzing an argument and writing an argumentative essay. So uh, I went through some of my students' um, craft and draft books, and uh, these right here seem to be the ones that seem to photograph the best. So I went ahead and went with this one. So anyway, I always begin, uh, Jacob, with the standard. And so uh, that's the first thing that I do. So when the students walk in, uh, and I'm starting a new mini lesson. I'll have like mini lesson number whatever on the board. And then I will tell them that, you know, what the standard is. And then I actually go through the standard and we talk about it. My students understand that in the state of Texas that we're required to teach certain standards. We even talked about it today. They were asking today, they were like, why do we have to do these tests? And I said, well, we as teachers have to teach these standards. And so uh, it's common with everybody, you know, the test. And so that's why I do the standards. So they're, they're asking me all about it today. So Anyway, it was interesting. But uh, so we begin with the standard. And one of the things that we do or what I have them do is they write all of that on the right side. And then uh, students will take their notes on the right side. So you'll see this in just a minute. And then I'll have them analyze the text. And I did not shrink my text. I know that you shrink your text. Uh, but so this one is is fairly large. So we kind of glued it in uh, however they they could and mm -hmm. so uh, pretty much it was glued in on the right side so if you want to go ahead and move the slide so as you can see here this was mini lesson 33 we did this back in february um so making an argument part two so we had been talking about an argument before so this is it's like seven eight uh, G. So this one's 7-8-E, where you actually analyze characteristics of an argument. So you can see where the students put their um, their standard there. So you can go ahead and, and click it. And so what I'm going to show you first is the, the craft part, and then we'll talk about. So this is what I uh, talk about the draft part. But anyway, this right here, as you can see, uh, is what I had showed them. So this is the mini lesson. And we, at this time, were studying loaded words. So this is all a part. And, and I shortened our standard just a little bit for the students because it's really pretty long. It talks about uh, repetition and rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it mentions that in the actual uh, it'll say analyze characteristics of an argument, including, and then it'll tell you uh, the the ones that you're supposed to do, like logical fallacies and and uh, loaded words. So, so anyway, this is what I ended up showing them. I actually showed them a video, uh, a little bit of a video, and then we went through and talked about it. Do you have a question? Yeah, well, I wanted to say for because we know we have uh, elementary audience. Um, right, a, a good right. healthy chunk um, for, and I know the last time we showed our craft books, they had said, you know, oh, that's, that's a lot of writing. So if you were teaching mm -hmm. younger grades, uh, what would be a solution to kind of getting this material into their craft books that might require a little bit less uh, of, of the, the writing on their side? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, like you said, this is an older grade, right? Mm -hmm. So their, their standard would probably be a little bit different and they would just need to know what an argument is. So what I would probably have them do is write the definition of an argument and, uh, and then maybe talk about each of the words that are in that, that definition. So they would just mainly write the definition of an argument and maybe the, the, three parts, and that would be uh, the introduction where you state the claim, uh, 
the body where you give your reasons and then um, your uh, call to action at the end. And so I would just stop it and that's all I would teach. So it really pretty much depends on what your standard is. Yeah. And then, you know, how much you break it down and, and whatnot. Right. Do you, right. Uh, for vocabulary, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we all know vocabulary is important. Breaking down the standards is important. How long would you say you spent on just kind of getting definitions to them? I know you said a, a video, but how long would you say just in general from, from beginning to the end point of getting the information to them? How long would you say you spent on that? Uh, this was probably around 15 minutes with the video. We probably added 20 minutes to it. Okay. Okay, unless they're misbehaving, and then that takes a little <laughs> bit longer. Well, there's always that factor. I mean, I, I'd like to think that I have perfect classes, but, uh, well, the kids are, you know, I love the kids, but yeah. no, sometimes, some days are better than others. Mm-hmm. This one happened to be a pretty good day. <laughs> so, you mean go to the next one? Yeah, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you think should be there? Like we were talking about repetition, rhetorical question. So this 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 standard was pretty pretty detailed. It really was. All right, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, well, go and ahead. then there's the just, I mean, there's so many ways it can kind of be broken down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Let's go, let's click forward. So, so this is you, I, I know on the next slide you have this uh, flipped a little bit, but go ahead and tell mm-hmm. us what we're looking at right here. Well, what we're looking at is on the right side, those notes that we just took. And then on the left side, this is the uh, the actual text and the students analyze the text based on what you see on the right. And then also I had taught them um, another uh, technique using called Cafe Squid. Uh, and so I'll show that to y'all in a minute. But uh, so this that's where they talk about examples and things like that. So I've, I've already taught the students several things at this point in time. So we're starting to combine uh, the way we analyze and underline and highlight things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then here it is, Flip. Yeah. And so you can see that where we had Hall of Fame and Babe Ruth, we were showing how those two are co- connected. And we were talking about uh, the selfie and then the tone. But we were saying that uh, showing how that selfie Hall of Fame was really a metaphor comparing uh, the selfie Hall of Fame to the to the uh, uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So we, we were just showing how that was really a, a a metaphor. And then, so we just went through and, and talked about different things. The students read it all. And then what they did is they worked in teams and then they helped each other analyze it. And then we brought it back together and we talked about it. So I don't know. So, you know, you can see down here on the right where the, where the um, student wrote on the right kind of mm-hmm. sideways appeals to ethos. Well, if you go back and look at the actual notes, that was one area they had to find where those notes applied in, in this particular standard. So if this was a younger group, of course, I'd also have like a, um, you know, a, a different text, obviously yeah. one that they could read. And then if I only talked about the claim, the body with some reasons and uh, a call to action, then that's what they would be uh, researching. Well, and I think a good thing to point out too is looking back here, you know, I think regardless of your grade, right? Even regardless of content, if you wanted to kind of spread mm-hmm. the craft book out to other stuff, the important thing is this visual right here is that lesson, the content knowledge and what, Whatever way you as the teacher and the expert knows how to kind of give your kids content, whether that's Cornell notes, whether that's guided notes, whether that's you've printed out some stuff and they glue it in there just as reference. But on the left, 
is the actual practice side, right? It's them applying it. That way, when this is open, whether it's you checking on their learning, whether it's you going into, uh, if you're having a conference with them and you kind of want to check for understanding or regardless, right? This is where you can go back to in its home base. And that way you can see, oh yeah, they were really with me. They weren't with me. Oh, the Mm -hmm. lesson, like, my teaching didn't directly correlate to what they were doing. And, and this is, this is, we, I, I mm-hmm. try to stress these breadcrumbs often because this is to go back to stuff that we've said before is so much of the craft and draft system idea philosophy is getting rid of the, well, I don't know why they don't know it. It's being able to trace things back to the origin. And that origin is really the lesson and then the practice on the left. So it's just, it really is going back to home base, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you can see where she, uh, like here, she says negative, mm-hmm. uh, going down towards the bottom. Uh, you see the uh, writing in orange. That's where they were talking. They were trying to find loaded language. And so, and then what tone did it offer? And so we were looking at that. So you can see that she's working with vocabulary. And then there at the end where she boxed the actual, um, the ending, the call to action, keep your distance. Yeah. You know, so. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. This is another one that we did. Uh, this is a TIC 11B, but I, this is where I taught them how to actually do Cafe Squid. And we did this, well, I, I boxed out. I, I guess I cut off the actual date, but you can see that's mini lesson number 12. So this was done quite a bit earlier. She didn't write down the standard. So we're still learning how to do the process. If y'all notice, that looks a little bit different. But in this case, um, you'll see that my actual, she she ended up gluing everything on the right side. And uh, so, you know, hey, what she did, she did. It doesn't matter uh, <laughs> in the long run because I ended up correcting that. As you can see later on, yeah. it was corrected. So, but on this left side, that's Cafe Squid. And of course, I put down there that it, I got that from Writing with Depth by Dr. Joyce Carroll, which is a really good book for if you want to teach uh, students how to go back into their writing. This is a good place to do it. But what I actually had the students do is I taught them Cafe Squid, which is uh, we were doing informational text at this point, not argument, but informational text. And you can see up there, we she wrote her notes over there. You see the thesis and stuff. So she had it like a little bit backwards. But you have comparison, anecdote, fact, example, statistics, quotes, illustration, Details and description. So all they did here is they read for those things. And then later on, so so when I'm asking them to write, I say, okay, add add examples, add quotes. Well, they've got experience with that here. And so so what we do is even though they were looking for ad hominem and they were looking for loaded language, she also, if you if you can can you go back one? Yeah. So if you'll see, she's got there on the left that box and it says examples. So that's her looking for, she's still, that's on her own. And she looked for Cafe Squid. So I've gotten them trained to always look for different things using Cafe Squid. And that helps them not miss some stuff. So it's kind of a neat, a neat technique to use for analysis and for writing. So anyway, you can go ahead and move. Love it. Love uh, back. It. Uh-huh. Oh, did I miss something? Nope. By the oh, way, no, I, totally, I, I totally remember this uh, 
this article, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, it took me a second to realize. I was like, oh, yeah, this is our little zombie. <laughs> yeah, we all did this. Some listeners yeah. might uh, be familiar with. Mm-hmm. We broke this down. I love the little, the arrows and stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, and that's, that's pretty much kind of leads how I do the rest of the year. So once I teach that cafe squid or I teach these things, then I expect them to try to use them throughout the whole rest of the year. So I I always come back to it. And I think that is very important. And the thing is, is if you have it in the craft and draft book, you can say, okay, go back to mini lesson 12. Now you see that that was cafe squid. That's, you know, so they always have it with them. Yeah, it's not forgotten, and then they can go and reapply it. And I have them do that quite a bit. So one thing I want to say uh, mm-hmm. for everyone, uh, both listeners and watchers, I suppose, is what we we're going to kind of bump into is uh, your. Kind of, we're about to go into kind of the writing portion of this, and right. we've, we've answered questions where they ask, you know, uh, how's your? How do you connect these? How do you? How, how do you have the the lesson connect to the writing? Do you limit students to certain genres? Do you do this? And I think we've uh, said kind of over and over again that yours are usually a little bit more direct and mine's a little bit more loose. Um, so I, I feel like we're going to go to your studying argument. You've been looking over this and then we're going to jump to the actual uh, writing of an argument, which I think, I mean, right. this is, this is top tier stuff. This is how you, you get kids to make those connections. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, probably sometime down the line, maybe next time we do this, um, we'll jump on one of my lessons and show how I would kind of yeah. break it and then see how it goes. So I just wanted people mm-hmm. to kind of have that reference. Cause I know a lot of people listen to all the episodes and they've kind of heard us talk through this. So this right. is, uh, that's what we're transitioning to. And correct. So we, that would be the craft lesson, the mini lesson, however long right. that takes to get through. And so now we're going into writing. It looks like. Well, and just going back to that one, that part was part two. So we've done this a few days. So it's like different aspects of an argument as we went, went through it. So I'm just, just letting y'all know that this, it did take, it was more than just a day. Yeah. This was part two. Yeah. See where she says up there, making an argument part two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nothing, nothing happens quick. It's all, it just, it takes, it takes time. There's several lessons. I mean, how, how long was your argument unit? Would you say like how many weeks did you spend? We did about three weeks on it. Yeah. So this is, this is, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's one step after another, you know, it's going like you, you know, you kind of showed, you know, defining stuff and kind of getting there. And then there's Mm -hmm. application. There's looking at different examples and our kids writing arguments. Are they experimenting with writing while you're looking at all of these examples? Like, and, and, or do you give them all the information and then they jump to writing? No, sometimes I'll begin with the writing or I might begin with a word. But how I began the actual argument is a, a unit for the writing side is we did some brainstorming. So I started them with brainstorming, things you really care about. And so they would list all these things they have an opinion about and all of that. And so what they would do is they would practice writing about that so that they actually chose their own writing prompts. So by the time we got to here, they have kind of practiced with little short writings Mm. about things that they're interested in. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what you have here is I just kind of put steps there. I work better when I have steps. I do brainstorming. So I went ahead and wrote down the steps and that way, you know, they can go back and see it. Sure. Hopefully I didn't miss one. I mean, this this particular lesson, 
is a little bit complex, but it can be done. And I'll talk about it with the younger kids and I'll, I'll give an example. I don't have one to show, but I can, I can explain an example mm-hmm. where this works. But again, I begin with the standard. Uh, the standard goes on the right side. Students determine their topic. And as I just shared with you, um, you know, the students will write, I mean, like we'll start the unit and I'll say things. Okay. And I'll make uh, a three column chart, for example, and that three column, and I, I should have, uh, grabbed one but I, I forgot you know sometimes so maybe we can show one later but um but anyway they, they do that chart and it might be things you're interested in things you want to learn more about and things that you have a strong opinion about and then they list all of those things of course i model for them everything that we do here i i do with them or i'll show them how to do it so i always do a think aloud or something like that and then they do it and so so anyway, that's what we did here. And so the kids would be practicing. So so by the time we got to part two, they probably already have three practices gone, going. Mm-hmm. And it's just little quick bursts of writing, like two-minute pieces of writing or maybe even a minute or a day where they just stop and they write whatever they want. So that's kind of what we do. Well, All and right. this is uh-huh. – I, I want to d- just double down on that real quick just because yeah. I think it's an important note, which is mm-hmm. when we talk about volume – Right. There's multiple ways to get volume. And one of the things that, you know, that you do so well is you offer a bunch of ways for kids to interact with writing. You, Mm -hmm. you cause them to think based on whatever mini lesson you're doing or short thing. And it's, it's all built within, you know, where you're going and you kind of just select different ways to kind of get them engaged. So by the time it comes to selecting something to really take through the process or doing something like that, they've already had all of these chances to interact. And that, and the beautiful thing about that is there, sometimes what you decide to do and every teacher knows this, but sometimes what you decide to do doesn't connect with everyone. Right. And sometimes something you do and everyone burst into writing, but having the, the less options or the less opportunities they have, the Mm -hmm. less opportunities they have to become engaged with that writing. Cause we don't always know what's going to be the trigger for them to all of a sudden be invested. We don't always know what's right. going to be the catalyst for their movement, so to speak. So having these, uh, these writing moments where they get to do this kind of over and over and over again, uh, not only is it giving them practice, it's giving them exposure to this. It's giving you opportunities to praise them, but it's just giving them that volume that they need in order to finally click with something. And this is just, you know, if you're writing six essays a year, if you're only, if you're only, you know, picking a topic and then writing about it for six weeks, it's just not enough writing. Right. No, it's not. And part of the, I think one of the hardest things for students to do, especially if they're new writers, and that is to get something down on the paper. Yeah. I mean, just what to write about. And so what this does, the way I do this, it sure does save me. Before I did this, here's how it was. I would say, okay, we're going to write. And then all the hands would go up. And then I would be running around the room. What do I write about? What do I write about? What do I write about? And so now what I do is part of the assignment is coming up. I mean, that is a mini lesson, Mm -hmm. how to come up with the topic. And I do right now um, in their, in their, uh, draft books at the at the front of their draft book, they reserved about ten pages, and those ten pages are filled with writing ideas. So that's what they do, and so that I have yeah. a section of writing ideas. 
So that's that's where we do that. So anyway, yeah. Oh, I was gonna oh, give sorry. that back. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're, no, you're good. good. I'm 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 teasing everyone. I'm I'm trying to go. Yeah, forward. now they get to see more. But you can see that they that's that was the part about they determine their topic. So they go back over those things that I was telling you about, and then they look and they define something. They you know they now have a better understanding of, of argument. They know they need to have a a, a particular opinion about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it needs something that they find interesting. And so anyway, we do that. So students create a working thesis uh, claim or counterclaim. They write each one on a post-it note. Uh, Number five, they'll create three to four reasons for each one. And I'll show you all that in a minute. And then students will organize their post-it notes based on what they want to say. And then the students will write their draft on the right-hand side of the draft book. So you can go ahead and move. It's lagging. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. So there's your standard analyze characteristics of an argument, mm-hmm. and uh, and then seven eleven C write an argumentative essay. And of course, it tells a little bit more. I just kind of shorten it sometimes because um, I do that too. I'll spend too long in the in the weeds. It's already <laughs> quite a bit as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and and just for everybody to know, this particular person is a second language learner. So, uh, so she's worked really, really hard. And it's really neat because she'll like right in the middle of it, she'll say, because you know, she'll say, "How do you do that?" Because so you can see like her argument against. She still has some some difficulties with the language here and mm-hmm. there. But but the thing is, is she will ask questions. She's the one that I was teaching about the red wheelbarrow, and I thought, man, this is a great lesson. It was last year. It should be this year. And they're all staring at me like I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And then I go, what's going on? And she raises her hand and says, uh, what's a wheelbarrow? <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, you don't even know what a wheelbarrow is. So how, of course you don't understand the poem. I taught them what a wheelbarrow was, showed them a picture. And next thing you know, we're having good discussions. So, so, uh, so it has a lot to do with the language, but anyway, you can see here that I have a blue and a yellow, and I don't think the colors matter as far as what type of colors I just, I pretty much found whatever I had in stock. So, but anyway, they, they are to write an argument against and then an argument for whatever their topic it is. And so I think hers is about homework. That's what she chose to do. I, I probably would not have chosen that for myself, but that's what she chose. And uh, parents have, so, so what you, she didn't write out her argument against, and that was something that they were supposed to do. On that post-it note at the top, they would write their argument for homework or their argument against homework. And you notice the two are different colors. So so those two are totally different colors than the rest of them. And then you'll see I have at least three yellow post-it notes, and then she has three pink post-it notes. And those are arguments against, and those are reasons that she came up with, and arguments why homework should be good. And that's what she came up with. But she, the, so I showed you this one because she didn't really do what I wanted right here. So I had to pull someone else's to show you what, what they did. So go ahead and, and move it. Let's see what's on the next one. So here's what they were supposed to do next. We need more crafts. So this one wanted to do crafts. So see, really, they're, I mean, they wrote about whatever they wanted to. But if you'll see, these are in a different order than the other one. The other one was in the order based on how the kids put them down in their um, 
on their desk. And then what they were supposed to do is they look at everything on their desk. It's not in their post. It's not in their craft book at first. It's actually on their desk. And they're, and I do this a lot of times with note cards. I just had post-it notes this time. I didn't have note cards. So what they, what they do then is they move everything around and they look at all of their ideas and then they think about what it is they want to say and then they add any kind of the uh, reasons that they want and then they get rid of whatever reasons they don't want. Mm-hmm. So you can see that this particular person is is they've decided that we need more crafts. That's the one that they went with. And then uh, so, but she understands in the counter argument that it takes too long, but distractions can be fun. You know, and then she says, however, sometimes it's too much stress. You know, when you have too much stress, it could cause that. However, you know, so she's doing this counter argument. I didn't tell them to do that. They can order it any way that they wanted. And so I just wanted to show this. And so what they did is they put this part of the work. They actually did it on their desk and then they taped it behind there. There's tape in the back. And once they made their decisions, kind of like an outline, they now have an outline for their writing. Well, and for uh, audio listeners who haven't made the jump over there to watch the video, right? The so this is you know it's 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 post-it notes and she has it written at the top and you know it's just a nice way to organize it. You can just visualize it that the you know each thing has its own kind of like I guess so it, they could almost be subheadings, right? At least this right. example, and they mm-hmm. kind of just put them in order and then you transfer them over to the craft book and and keep them. There. I think it's cool because they can kind of move it and it gives a you know it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a tactile way to kind of move ideas around without feeling so, you know, like you have to erase or whatever. Right. Well, and, and before you move it, um, let's go back to the younger students, right? And my, uh, my, uh, son's teacher years ago when he was in, uh, I think it was in the second grade and they did this little research paper and he researched, uh, transportation because he was interested in trains. My son's always been interested in trains and he wanted to be a pilot at one point in his time life. You know how that is. And so he, they made him do transportation. And so his was transportation over time. So what he did was he put trains and how they, they uh, changed. And so he put that on this big, huge, what is it? They have like four four by five or five by four, I don't know, or five by five note cards, the real mm-hmm. big note cards. So the teacher had these big note cards. She gave them three of them, and they had their ideas down on each one. And then they took a hanger, they hole-punched them, and they tied them all together. And so you could actually hang their uh, their whole ideas down. And then the students would come in with another idea and then they would just attach it and they would just keep attaching it using um i think it was paper clips so it would just build and build and build and then they and then they uh had their presentation and so but they use the same idea but it was just a little bit less um complicated but they use big huge post-it notes for the younger kids not post-it notes uh note cards for the uh, younger students so my son did that we still have it uh to this day so it's kind of it's on a hanger and you can hang it it has all of his stuff in it so it's kind of neat so i've seen this done at the second grade level um let's see should be popping there we go. Does it? 
Oh, this is so. What's what are we seeing here on the right? So on the right, you're actually seeing uh, the one that did the crafts. Uh, she organized it, and now this is her writing. And it was mm. more than one page, so I just only did the one page. Sure. But it started out with, "We need more crafts. Crafts are a really nice thing to do." <laughs> Some people say crafts take too long. So see, there's our counter argument to make or take time away, or that it's just stressful. So she ended up actually putting that stress up there with "takes too long." Uh, so she did make even some changes there, uh, with my life. Uh, anyway, it helps them distract themselves with, uh, uh, with their life problems. It helps them forget. They also say, you know, so it goes through. And so she's talking about that. And at the See, end, she, her call to action is to do crafts. Well, and I, this is such a, I mean, just think of traditional outlining, right? You have a paper, you're filling out a graphic organizer. It's everything is being controlled because we're giving them such a scaffold that nothing can kind of move, right? And uh-huh. this is you you you're scaffolding ideas, you're scaffolding structure, you're doing all of that, but you're doing it in a way that is less invasive of their ideas and less invasive of how they are thinking through it, right? The whole I said this before, like if if you're bored reading student writing, it's probably because they're all writing the same thing. But this, even though you're writing an argument, Y'all've done this, you've gone through the process because they're manipulating their ideas and making their structure, given what you've given them, it makes it interesting. It makes it it makes it fun to read because you're like, oh, what's this person doing? What's something unique that they're doing? And that's just a that's just a paradigm shift that it doesn't take much. You're using post-it notes and <laughs> And well and well crafted mini lessons, right? Like this, that's it. Like this isn't this isn't you know you don't need a huge budget. You don't got to teach pay go to teachers pay teachers and buy all these packets and stuff. It can be done as simple as this. But you can just Mm -hmm. tell from the writing here that there's. I mean, it's already more engaging, and I imagine the students were more engaged with it because of this rather than going, oh my god, I have to fill out this this outline and do all this. It, It was I imagine, and you can confirm or deny, but I imagine they were a little bit more eager, um, even reluctant writers were, were more uh, eager to, to mess with things rather than to fill out a, a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I was just looking at it a little bit closer. Uh, further down, she says, they also say it's interest, uh, relaxing and therapeutic, right? And then she puts in uh, brackets, picture. So she's already making <laughs> plans. Because, see, they're going to type this up. Yeah. So she knows she's going to find a picture right there. Because we've been studying, as you know, from those other standards they've been mm-hmm. going through. Uh, not standards, but text. They've been going through. They know that they should have a picture because the text that we've been doing is showing pictures and right. graphs. And so further down, you remember Cafe Squid? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have examples. You have quotes. Well, sure enough, a little further down, she says, according to Carrie Byron, M.D., a psychiatrist and a co-author of the creative uh, cures, how to build happiness with your own hands, creating something with your own hands fosters pride. So (laughs) see, so she's even pulling in, I didn't really tell them how to go about doing that. Other than I said, this are the characteristics of uh, these information because we had done information and we moved from information into argument. Mm -hmm. So they have been inundated that means six weeks of uh, seeing these types of things. And so right. it, they know to do it. So she's already uh, doing that. And I, and uh, anyway, they ended up typing 
typing these up. And so I've got charts and all kinds of stuff. And I for, I, I think I forgot to include that. So maybe we can uh, add a picture to it for our Patreon people. I can pull down uh, a copy of it. So maybe see if I can find too. one that, yeah, we can do follow-up. So that'll be good. So anyway, uh, this was, that might be in uh, the wrong order, but this was the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I put my slide in the wrong order. Everybody, that's okay. But that's okay. You get to see what it looks like. And so this is what their notes were. So this was their mini lesson uh, for making an argument and writing the essay. And so it's to uh, the purpose, to convince or persuade. So these yeah. were a little less notes than what you saw earlier. But you can see that they have claim and then... Uh, true based on research and knowledge so see they know the research and you saw a little evidence of that um and anyway they should have a counterclaim so we talked about why you need the counterclaim i did not tell them they had to include the counterclaim in their particular piece but the ones that we were showing the text that we were seeing these people were addressing the counterclaim uh, and so they were actually it was kind of modeled for them but i told them if they if the counterclaim ruins their argument then they need to just not include it so it's up yeah. to them and what they want to say <laughs> you know because I said sometimes, sometimes, you know, you, you choose a side because you really believe in it, but somebody else has a better argument, so you might want to keep that one out. So we kind of talked about that. And then you see the reasonings there, uh, tells why, tells the importance. So this is just me talking to them and they're writing notes and I'm yeah. probably writing it on the board with them. And then, uh, and then there you go. You see evidence, facts, research experiences. And then down at the bottom, what'd she write? Cafe Squid. Cafe Squid, and that was from lesson number 12. So you can kind of see how that is. Now, the thing that I did not do, Jacob, that I know that you have them do, and I, I'm really a proponent for it, and I do it sometimes. It just wasn't in this particular lesson, and I don't know why, but a lot of times we write the goal on the left side. And, mm. and these examples, I did not have that. So somewhere I dropped the ball there. On well, their goals, yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things where I bring it in as needed at this point. You know, some mm-hmm. some days uh, it's really like uh, like at the beginning of a workshop. Well, I always talk about the the expanding and shrinking of workshop when when kids are working. You know, I I get out of the way more, but when kids are kind of starting over, I get involved more. And so that sometimes that means you know, like, hey, let's set a goal. Mm-hmm. Let's let's figure out yeah. where we need to go. Um, right. So and that's just a blank slide, apparently. <laughs> and this is what a journal looks like before you do anything. This is what it looks like at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and I, I I'll click through this just one more time for people who are kind of watching, and uh, you know, obviously they can pause and go through stuff. But this is I just want to stress again, you know, so you see the craft, the mini lesson on the right in the craft book, and then the the example on the left, the practice. This can apply, you know, uh, even though this is argumentative, this can be fiction. Diving into something, if you're mm-hmm. really wanting to know character, hit that in the mini lesson, however you want to do it. On the left is an example of, maybe it's an example of what you've read. Maybe they're using the left side to reflect on their reading, right? And that becomes that. And then that way you can see, are they drawing that connection back and forth? And that way it's a living breathing, uh, document. I also love that here you can tell, sorry, I'm clicking through stuff here. This one looks a little shrunk, right? This zombie one. Oh yeah. Shrunk it. It's it's a little shrunk. And then the other one was not. So you have options, right? This is, it's so funny how it just, 
the craft book, it's whatever you feel most comfortable and whatever your age group uh, is more prone to, right? And then obviously right. throwing in visuals, finding in, you know, I know you do foldables as well as stuff like this. Yeah, there's a there's another one where uh, on that left side, it's actually an envelope. And you pull out the envelope and you have this foldable that comes yeah. out. So, yeah, I've done that well, as well. So here's here's the thing. If your students, let's say your students are publishing, right? They've written, uh, and it's not that good, right? And and I'll, we'll say not that good. Let's let's put what that means in this particular context. They're not using the argument. There's really no structure there. They're not. You. They're not. They're, from their writing, it is not clear that they are translating what they need to know from argumentative to what they're writing, right? So what you would do is you would go, okay, so let's go to the draft book, right? And you look. Did they draft, right? Did they make progress? Did they uh, spend multiple days on this? Is there evidence? Did their outline make sense? Did they follow their outline or did they just make it really random, right? And then if you're like, okay, well, they did that. And then if you would want to kind of go back further, that's when you go back to the practice and the mini lesson. And then you slowly follow it backwards, right? And that way you get... From publishing, you go to writing, and then you go to the planning and the revision and the editing and everything, and then you go to the practice and you go to the mini lesson, and that's the reverse order. But that is these breadcrumbs. That's figuring out where the ball was dropped. It's also where you can work with kids and kind of walk through that process again, where you don't have to pull up new resources. That's all there. You can sit with them in tutorials. You can pull it up. You can do it in a conference. And this is, I think, what I stress over and over again is the is why I think this process works is because mm-hmm. it's all visual. Nothing's hidden. Nothing's been turned in. It's not sitting on your desk waiting to be graded forever, you know, and you even, you have kids take pictures and submit it digitally. So you can even have that turning in, so to speak. Um, but that is, I think that that's such the key to this. So anyone watching or listening to this is just understanding that whatever your grade is, content doesn't matter. It's it's the the process of going through each one and that way you can really see what's going on. And the cool part is the kids can see it. It's it's not hidden. No one including the kids, including admin, including you can look at these journals and say, man, kids aren't learning. They're not working because it's, it's evident just by looking at it. And I think that's, that's just one of the most important parts about workshop because sometimes the parts of workshop, it's, it's hard to prove that really like, you know, that something's happening. You have to Mm -hmm. kind of work to bring this stuff out of the mind and onto the page. And I think that, I think that's just what this says. I don't know. Do you have any closing comments on your, your lesson before we close out? Well, I think that, uh, you, I, I guess on this particular one, I think the students enjoyed it. I had, you know, all different types of uh, of essays that they were trying to argue for. Uh, I even, you know, and then we, we turned around later on and kind of repeated the process with research uh, when they had to do a, a research assignment. And, uh, and that one, they did more of a, a presentation, but they still use, I saw them going back through their notes and remembering and trying to, and, and then I even heard them say, Hey, where was that? Where was that cafe squid? I can't remember. So, Oh yeah, it's over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so you, you can actually see them, you know, going back and forth and using their notes. I even had them. It was really interesting, um, especially with the, my honors class, you know, because they're really invested in in 
most of them are invested uh, in their in their work and they want to do well uh, and it's expected at home. But they were just like, Miss Ochoa, I just love this notebook thing. I mean, look at all this work I've done. And they're busy going through it and they're like, oh, what does yours look like? And so it was just really kind of neat. And then uh, there was a few that I wanted to use because I'd seen it before. And I'm like, hey, so-and-so, do you have your, um, can I use your, you know, some of your uh, pictures of your craft book. And they were like, oh, well, my old one's at home because I've had to, it's completely full. I've got them now where some of them, they're like, they don't, you know, we've just got a few weeks left and they don't want to buy a new notebook. So now they're like riding around the edges. (laughs) (laughs) Trying trying to uh, squeeze everything in. Uh, But uh, no, I think, I think this, the thing about, this craft book, I can go back in. This was done back in February. These kids still have their work. Yeah. I mean, how often do you say that? And so it's it, it about was, spiraling. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat. And uh, I have been doing notebooks forever. I do know the one year when my husband was very, very sick and I just couldn't, you know, we, we didn't have all the technology that we do now. I probably could have done it with technology. You know what we have now. I could have kept up with it, but I. He was in the hospital so so much. I couldn't go back and forth. I couldn't explain to the sub how to do it. You know, it just it fell apart. And those were probably the um, the most discombobulated I was. But then, so I knew right then I've got to keep a notebook no matter what. So anyway. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. It's been requested to do this. Shout out to our Patreons for always giving us new ideas to do and jumping into this. Hopefully the video was helpful. Uh, Hopefully the audio is helpful for you as well if you're an audio listener. But if you want to see everything, see the examples in real time, go check it out. Uh, we, We reserve some of the videos for our listener plus tier on Patreon, but we wanted to release this extra video to everyone as a as just a general thank you for supporting us over there uh on the patreon for some of y'all for several months at this point so uh we just want to do something a little extra give back for the what y'all do and and help us keep this podcast alive so thank you for listening uh shout out to everyone who is watching right now or listening subscribe so don't miss any other podcast we drop them every single friday if you want your question answered on the show which we love to do uh send us a dm email you can do that at craftanddraftworkshop.com or you can go to patreon and submit dms and comments there we start conversations we have uh dms we have comment threads people kind of jump in I, I i feel like we're getting to the point they're starting to know each other they're they comment on each other a little bit eventually it's right. just gonna be a little community that just kind of serves so if you want to join this budding community then go over there to Patreon. That link is over there, craftandjobworkshop.com. Thank you to our Patreons. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and rating the show. But know that we are here for you. <laughs> <laughs>